0: And so he grew up in Pharaoh's court, and, uh, and so uh, because of that, he lived a life of luxury. But uh, you know the story. He saw one of his Hebrew uh, uh, you know, brothers being tortured, if you will, or beaten by an Egyptian, and he, his anger burned against him, and he killed the Egyptian, and some people saw him. And so as a result, he fled to the wilderness for 40 years. And, and it's an interesting thing and an interesting story. It says he went to, a, I forget exactly, there's a spring and a well. And he sat down by the well. He was just, man, he just, his whole world had been turned upside down. And uh, along comes, I think, Jethro and his family to water their animals. Long story short, uh, Moses finds his wife there in the family. And he serves Jethro for 40 years in the wilderness, just as a sheepherder. He went from the Pharaoh's son uh, and, and to the sheep herder for 40 years. And in 40 years, as he's doing that, he's out in the in the sheep pasture in the wilderness, and God shows up in the form of a in the form of a burning bush. That's correct. And, And from the burning bush, God calls him to surrender his life to the service of God and liberating the Jews, the Hebrew children, out of Egyptian bondage. In Exodus 3 and 4, it's a great story. You need to read it uh, and just uh, see how uh, Moses responded initially to the call of God on his life. Uh, and then when you get and you know so there and then the rest is history as they say so i want you to turn to hebrews chapter 11 and i want to show you just a little bit more and it's going to define what i have shared with you we're talking about we're in the middle of a season of surrender uh, hebrews chapter 11 verse 23 through verse 28 uh, and really 29 and and by the way, he he and Abraham, really he got more Scripture time in the faith chapter than really anybody. You know, Abraham was the father of our faith. He got quite a bit, but uh, Moses got really 23 through uh, verse 29. And then, gosh, if you count uh, 30 and 31, uh, certainly he got a lot of biblical reference to being a man of faith. So, Uh, And by the way, when he was talking to God in Exodus 3 and 4, we're going to look at it, he was not a man of faith when he came but to the burning bush. He had all kinds of questions, and we'll look at that in a minute. But here's a little synopsis of his life, because he was a man of surrender and a man of sacrifice. It says, by faith, Moses, when he was born was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. Now, what was the king's command? Going to kill the first, all the firstborn, uh, all the boys, the male children, because they were going to stop the prophetic word of the Lord from being made manifest uh, about the Savior coming, so on and so forth. So that's why the parents hid him Uh, and they weren't afraid of the king's command. And then it says, By faith Moses... When he became of age, everyone say, when he became of age. When he became of age, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. Everyone say, he looked to the reward. In other words, he saw something beyond his moment. Okay. And he goes on to say, he says, by faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king for he endured. There's that word. Anyone here last Sunday, we talked about endurance as a process. How many of you know, enduring the desert for 40 years, just serving your father-in-law is a pretty big enduring kind of thing. Uh, you know, hey, I'm just working for my father-in-law, uh, you know, can't think of anything else to do, uh, so I'll just work for my father-in-law. That sounds kind of humiliating to me a little. Now, if you work for your father-in-law, don't don't panic on me, but you get the picture. He's, he's not exactly knocking the ball out of the park when it comes to where he came from. But he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured, and here's a great phrase, as seeing him who is invisible. In other words, he had a vision of something beyond his moment. And that's so important for us, especially when we're talking about endurance and when we're talking about surrendering ourselves to God's purpose and plan for our, for our life. And so Moses began to mature in his faith, and it says when he became of age, he began to mature in his heart and his faith with God, and he realized that everything that glitters is not gold. And he was willing to sacrifice. He was willing to surrender his life to the call of God and, and lay down his life on the altar of sacrifice. And here's a statement that I want you to get. It says, and it says this, maturity requires us to see things from a new perspective and realize that if we're going to fulfill God's purpose and His plan for our life, There are some things we're just going to have to give up, okay? Maturity requires us to view life from a new perspective and recognize that in order to fulfill the will of God, there's always going to be something we have to, everyone say it, give up. That's the same thing as surrender. And in the season of surrender, if you want to grow, You and I are going to have to give some things up. And when Moses became of age, he began to view life from a whole different lens of what he had experienced as a young boy. He had experienced the opulence of Egypt, but things began to change. And as he got into the wilderness and began to look at life, I think in the wilderness is where where he's serving his father-in-law. He life began to change. And then he came in contact with God Almighty in the burning bush. And really, I think the burning bush represents the first altar that he ever uh, came to. God, in fact, made an altar there for him. It was a bush that burned but was not consumed. And there at that altar, he was asked to surrender his life to the purpose and plan of God. And so, He began to do that because he began... Remember what Hebrews said? He looked to the reward. He had a new perspective about his life. And he endured because he could see beyond where he was. He could see him who was invisible. So the sacrifice was no big deal once he saw beyond his moment. Are you with me? You kind of catch that? And so... Moses was a man of great sacrifice. In fact, when you, when you l- look to his life, he was always building an altar somewhere. He was always sacrificing. In fact, what God gave him great detailed construction uh, instruction, if you will, on building the altar for the tabernacle and for the temple. And so he got this, this revelation in his life about the altar and about sacrifice and about giving to God. Amen. So with that in mind, I'm going to give you five things out of the story of the beginnings of his Exodus 3 and 4 and this Hebrews eleven twenty three 23 through 29, which is really just a synopsis of his life. I'm going to give you some things he gave up. Are you ready? Are you ready? Here we go. The first thing that I see from Exodus 3 and 4, he gave up his earthly insecurity. Now, remember the story when god said i'm going to use you to uh, hey you got to go back to pharaoh now what what god just said go back to the guy who wants to kill you and tell him let my people go and that was not well received by moses and he had all these questions and he said he said go to the children of israel and tell them that god's going to deliver them from 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 pharaoh and from this egyptian bondage and and, and he had all these insecurities and he said, well, what do I say? <laughs> and so God outlined what to say. And then once God, I mean, God said, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to deliver them. Just go do it. He said, well, what if they don't believe me? Well, if they don't believe you, and then, you know, I, hey, in this where God told, taught Moses to face his fears. He told him to throw down his, you've seen it in the movies, right? Throw down your staff. And it became a snake or a serpent and he ran from it good reaction a this natural reaction but god said to him to do what go what pick it up you see, he had to, he had to give up, if you will, his earthly insecurities. And so once God worked him through all those, then he finally, so Moses pulled out his, his, his last card he was going to play. And he said, well, God, I, 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 I can't, I can't be your mouthpiece because I don't talk very well and, and I'm slow of speech and you better get somebody else. And God said, who made your mouth? I'll be with your mouth. In fact, you know what God said? Think about this. God said, I made you that way. How I many you know sometimes God makes us the way well, He does make us the way we are. You know, faults and, and frailty and all. Why? So He can get all the glory when He works through our lives. And in fact, it really bothered God. God got angry with Moses and finally worked to deal with them where Aaron would be his mouthpiece. But uh, uh, Moses there in the only altar, if you will, in the burning bush, he had to give up his earthly insecurities. And God began to deal with them one by one. You know what a lot of people don't, why they don't follow God and they don't yield themselves to him because of insecurities that they have because of this or that or that so the first thing Moses was required to give up was his earthly insecurity and then the next thing that I see was his earthly inferiority because he he was inferior. He had he had you know he had issues. How many of you anybody here ever had issues? Okay, I, I can't talk I can't talk I can't get up in front of people, Pastor. Uh, I can't do that. Uh, uh, Pastor, I can't knock on the door. Oh, Pastor, I can't. All these inferiorities. He had to give them up. And God said, hey, I'm going to use you with your inferiority. Amen? Oh, I could keep talking about that part. But uh, God made us that. He said, who made your mouth? In fact, God said, who made the lame, the blind, and the stutterers? Have not I the Lord? Did you know God makes us ways Some people think, man, why would God do something like that? Hey, God's bigger than us. And you know what? He just wants to get the glory. Hey, what's the guy's name uh, that, pardon me, has no arms or legs but is an evangelist? Anybody remember his name? Say it out loud. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he just, pardon me, he's just a stump in the head. But he gets up there and preaches the gospel. Hey, Google him. It's, ah, his name is right on the tip of my tongue. I can't remember. Uh, A little movie about him. And just amazing how God uses him. Okay? God in the middle of his inferiority. So Moses, he surrendered and he gave up his earthly insecurity and his earthly inferiority. And then he gave up his earthly identity. His identity, because of where he had grown up, was all wrapped up in Egypt. But you know what Hebrews eleven twenty four 24 says? It says he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He did not let the world's identity uh, 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 mold him and shape him, and he gave up his identity for the sake of who God had made him to be. His earthly identity, who he thought he was, he yielded it and surrendered it to God. And then he gave up, number four, his earthly, any, any semblance of earthly frivolity. Everyone say frivolity. Eli, uh, Hebrews eleven twenty five, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. I can just imagine Egypt had its fair share of opportunity to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, especially if you're Pharaoh's son. And he said, no, I'm giving that up too. And then number five, he gave up his earthly security. Number one, he gave up his earthly insecurity. But number five, he gave up his earthly security. How many of you know, it it would make a lot of sense to stick around in Egypt if you could, because, hey, the blessings are there, and God can use you there. But no, the circumstances didn't allow it, and he forsook Egypt. Everyone say, he forsook Egypt. That was the security blanket that he had. And he, he was always busy. His whole life is, is shaped by sacrifice and surrender. And that was the identity. And it said, here's what it says about it. When he became of age. You see, maturity is not about arriving. Hallelujah. Most people, well, I'm mature now. I'm a man of God. Hallelujah. I'm a woman of God. I ever, that's, that's kind of a false maturity, spiritual growth, becoming more like him, leads you to the place of surrender and sacrifice. And if you think about Paul the Apostle, and we're going to look at some other guys, but I'm I'm jumping ahead. Paul the Apostle in Philippians 3, he said, I counted it all as nothing, and and I laid it all down, and I forgot those things, and I, I forget about the past, and I'm pressing forward to the future. And then he said, and everyone who is mature needs to think this way too. And get the mindset of Paul the Apostle, get the mindset of Moses that says, Hey, it's not about this moment I'm living in this temporary uh, moment of... of, of, of uh, and it's not all about me. It's about God's purpose and plan and about yielding myself and surrendering my life to fulfill his purpose. Amen. It's about sacrifice. It's about surrender. Now, not only Pop, uh, Moses, but hey... When you look at Hebrews 11, others, there were a lot of others that, that, that sacrificed and surrendered their lives and gave up their lives. In fact, Hebrews 11, verse 37 and 38, it talks about people uh, that, that were stoned, they were sawn in two, they were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains and dens and in caves of the earth. All these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise. God, has, having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. And so, hey, a lot of people gave up their lives. They surrendered. Moses wasn't the only one. We talked about Paul. Paul gave up everything. Read Philippians 3. Uh, He gave it all up, all his acclaim, all his earthly identity. All his earthly security. He gave it all up for the cause of Christ to fulfill the purpose of God. Amen. And of course, we know Jesus gave up heaven and ultimately his life. He was the man of ultimate sacrifice. The Son of God gave up heaven, gave up his life. And so, because of all of this, we've got to come to some conclusions. And the conclusion is this, that if we're going to serve God and we're going to grow and become mature, if we're going to become of age, we're going to have to embrace the reality that it's not about uh, me, myself, and I gaining this and gaining that. It's about living a life of surrender and sacrifice, yielding ourselves on the altar of God day by day. You see, we have to give up as well. There's always something to give up if you want to fulfill God's kingdom purpose. And these verses that we've looked at and, you know, if you're in Hebrews chapter 11 and you think about and, and what I think I said this either Sunday or last Wednesday, I, I, I am so uh, muddled with all these things that I'm preparing for. So uh, I said this about the faith chapter. I think it was Sunday. It was all about endurance. Faith, the faith chapter is people who stood their ground and who sacrificed and, and, and surrendered their lives to the call of God by faith because they looked to the reward. They saw beyond their moment. They were willing to lay down their lives and endure the process because they saw beyond their moment. And that's what the the faith chapter is all about. Look in chapter 12 then. Here comes the big kicker because it says, therefore, we also. Everyone say, we also. In other words, we've got the same responsibility and the same purpose and the same re- responsibility to have faith and trust God when it comes time to yield and to surrender and to sacrifice and believe that, hey, hey if we give it up, guess what? It's all for his glory and for the ultimate reward. M- Moses looked to the reward. He looked beyond this earthly moment. And he said... And that should have said Hebrews 12, 1. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. There's some giving up, right? There's some yielding. There's some surrendering. Let us lay aside every weight and every sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus. Who did Moses look to? He said he looked... To though, that one which was invisible. They look to God. And then we see, of course, our keynote verse that I didn't read to you earlier. Romans 12, 1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice unto God, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service of worship. And verse 2, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and perfect, that good and acceptable and perfect will of God for your life. One more verse, and then we're going to pray. Luke chapter 12, it's the parable of the faithful steward. Everyone say, The faithful steward. He gives a principle, and I won't get into the parable, but here's, here's a principle that he lays out in the parable, and it is this in verse 48 To whom much is given, from him much is required. Everyone say, To whom much is given. From him, much is required. Now, how many of you have been given eternal life? Amen. How many of you have been given peace that passes understanding? How many of you have been given the Holy Spirit, which is here to help us and comfort us and heal us and bring? How many of you know we've been blessed, the Bible says, with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places? We have been given. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever would believe on Him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's what we've been given and we received it. But to whom much is given then, much is required. It's a life of surrender and sacrifice. And so tonight, let the life of Moses inspire you. Interesting thing about Moses, that verse works for him to whom much is given, much is required. You know, Moses was given much authority to lead the children of Israel out of Egyptian bondage and into the promised land. But in a moment of weakness and frustration, when God spoke to him to... Speak to the rock instead of strike the rock and let the water come out. You see, months before, God said, strike the rock. And water came out for the children of Israel. And then down the tunnel of time, God said, just speak to it. And in his anger, he struck the rock again. And he said, must I always be doing these things for you obstinate people? He took the credit for the miracle of God and God honored His Word and water came out of the rock even though He disobeyed. And because of that, He missed the promised land. He said, you can only see it. You think, God, that's pretty stern. One mistake and He misses? Well, His miss was not ultimate. Because if you fast forward into the life of Jesus... Jesus is on the Mount of Transfiguration. There's a couple of guys show up there talking to Jesus and one of them just happens to be Moses. He made it to the ultimate promised land. He was a man of surrender and sacrifice. So tonight, I want to encourage you in something. As far as I can tell about Moses he never stopped building altars he's always building an altar offering a sacrifice that was his MO let's build an altar and then his son in the faith Joshua picks it up and under the command of the Lord they kept building those altars to God altars are the place of surrender so we can never stop building altars. We can never stop offering ourselves on the altar of sacrifice. And that's why this month has been termed a season of sacrifice, a season of surrender. So let's stand up together tonight. We're just going to open the altars. It's 8.05. We won't be here long, but certainly we don't want to miss a moment of opportunity. And I'm going to encourage you to find an altar. It could be this chair right here Begin to kneel down in the altar and position yourselves in a place of humility before God and just surrender yourself again to his purpose and plan for your life so let's do that tonight the altars are open i would encourage as many as can and would and desire to to come and kneel here and just once again we're surrendering ourselves to god come right on let's just begin to seek him and pray and present ourselves as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto god which is our reasonable service of worship thank you lord